365. The fantasy season never dies. Welcome to Every Day is Draft Day. Presented by Champions Round. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Every Day is Draft Day. Presented by Champions Round. I'm your host, Dan Turner. Joining me, as always, the wonderful and so ready to talk about the Eagles, Steffi Smalls. What's up, Steph? Hi, we're not talking about the Eagles. <laughs> we, well, we congratulations. Are. I'm happy for your team. I'm happy for Devonta Smith is who I'm happy for. That's that's good. I'm well, not I'm happy, happy for you, and I'm not really happy for your team, but I am happy for You are him. the nicest person ever. Thank <laughs> you for that. All right, so before we uh, get started on the, uh, the mailbag questions, we have a uh, giveaway to announce. I'm sure everyone's looking forward to me saying this uh so this week we have a clyde edwards hilaire signed chiefs jersey in order to get the chiefs signed jersey you'd click the link in our bio on instagram at champions round enter this key phrase ceh is back baby <laughs> you did it let's go i did it i did it so if you enter the phrase CEH is back, baby, on the link in the bio of Champions Around Instagram, you'll be entered to win that sweet signed jersey. Now that we got that ridiculousness out of the way, time to get on with the questions presented by the audience. So first one, do the Giants or Eagles have their franchise QB right now? You can go first. Uh, I believe that if Jalen Hurts continues to progress like they have, and if they continue building the system around him, he has the possibility of being the franchise QB that we need. He's never going to be like the Mahomes, you know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady kind of person. But I believe that he is good enough um, to. Yes, thank you, Jay. It's it's very <laughs> nice. It's very nice to see you. Uh, but I believe he's he is good enough to to you know make some noise in the playoffs if we happen to get there and if we get more pieces. I don't think it's gonna happen this year. I think I don't think we're good enough this year. Uh, but eventually, you know, if if Sirianna continues to build uh, around him, we we have he's good enough to uh, to lead us there. Hmm. What about you? Um, boy Danny Dimes. I don't think you can evaluate any Giants players because of the way that this team is being run right now. Like that includes, uh, I mean, every everyone. We don't know because they're not playing to anyone's uh, best traits. Uh, between and you know, you saw Daniel. I was going to say Daniel Dimes, which is such a hilarious thing to Daniel call him. Um, you saw him really start to you know go through his reads and look very good in week four, week five, and then Andrew Thomas got hurt. And it, that really killed the team. So uh, I think Daniel is staying another year. Whatever Gi the Giants fans can say, whatever they want. They need to address the line in the draft, and I think that's going to be their focus because you know Gettleman's whole thing was he's going to bring up a hog. Well, we have a horrible O line still, so you have done nothing. You have failed to do that. Um, and my hope is that they bring in a new GM. And if they do that, I think that would be the first. That would be their first. Uh, you know line of attack there but i think mm -hmm. daniel is i watch eli manning i watch him his first three years not be the greatest quarterback i think he you know you not every franchise needs patrick mahomes right on that on that we agree i think that 
you know, he definitely needs a, a better support system uh, around him in New York in order for us to really, you know, see uh, what what he has. I know a lot of people like like to make the joke that he was drafted too early and, you know, all that, but it, and he really needs, you know, uh, some better pieces around him before we can fully evaluate. And whether or not he gets the chance to get those pieces, you know, is a different – it's the same with Jalen Hurts, whether or not they get the chance, you know, if they stick around long enough with the Eagles having those those picks and the Giants might be moving away from, from Jones as well. But hopefully they, they both do because i like to see them, you know, stay in the division and be like rivals for a long time. I think that would be fun. Yeah. And, and both our franchises have a crap load of draft picks this year, a lot of draft capital, um, probably two of the high, on the higher end uh, there if the Eagles aren't the most. Um, and I think that they should use those to build around the quarterback. I don't mm-hmm. know why fan bases don't want that to happen. Build around the quarterback and then evaluate him. And if it doesn't work, get rid of him. Um, so I think they're, both franchises are in a good place. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I think that, that I don't like any of the really the quarterbacks. I don't think any of the quarterbacks coming out next year really, you know, high first round type talents anyway. So stick with what you have and and build around them. There are a lot of like other pieces that, that they can build with throughout the draft. All right, sticking with uh, an Eagles player, you mentioned him before, Demonte Smith. Would you rather take Demonte Smith or Jalen Waddle uh, the rest of the season in PPR? feels a little bit like a crapshoot. Um, I think that Hurts and Smith, that's probably where I'm going to lean. I think that they are, that chemistry is really heating up. You know, Smith is coming off a great, great, great week to receiving touchdowns. Um, you know, his highest points in fantasy yet this far. I, I'm i going to lean Smith. And I think that uh, where that lays is in my trust more with the Hurts and the Smith connection than just my... Um, weariness about Miami. No, I agree. Uh, I was looking up and, you know, Wild gets targeted a lot more than, than Devontae does, but Devontae makes more out of what he had, uh, the opportunities he has. So I think now that, you know, he's kind of growing into that, you know, wide receiver one role. And this week was kind of the, the past couple weeks are kind of like his breakout weeks. So I think that moving forward, I, and I know that because I'm an Eagles fan, but I, I'd rather have him. Uh, too. And also the fact that Miami can't decide whether they want Brissett or, or Tua starting every, any given week is kind of a pain in the butt, too. So that doesn't help either. Yeah. All right. So moving along, would you rather have Pat Fryermuth or Dallas Goddard the rest of the year? This I'll is, go first. I don't want to make this the Eagles show. Can you go first? Well, I told you this was going to be the Eagles show, so that's... I don't that's... want to talk about the Eagles. Why did you guys do this to me? I, I don't want to talk about them all day, but go ahead. Well, you can I, answer. I can't, I can't control the questions. You know, I can't control them. Uh, I would actually... Surprisingly, I would actually take Fryermuth um, over Goddard. Um, I think Fryermuth is definitely becoming a bigger part of the uh, the offense. He's, he's targeting more. Um, and the Eagles kind of like switching over to a, a more of a running team. Uh, there's going to be less opportunities for 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 Dallas in the passing game, I think. I mean, you have you've had games now with with Hertz only throwing for like 170, 180 yards. So I don't think he's going to get the 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 kind of uh, targets necessary for him to uh, be better than than Fryermuth, who's getting who's becoming a key part of the the Pittsburgh offense, even with Eric Ebron uh, back. Yeah. I agree. Um, and, you know, he's coming off his career high target week of nine. So I think that they are only and we're seeing this happen. We're only seeing him get more and more involved. 
they're relying on him more. He's also a great red zone threat for them. Um, and week eight, week nine, he was tight end one. So I'm all in on the ceiling there. And again, we're in that that place in the fantasy uh, realm and timeline where I'd rather shoot for the, the stars uh, than go with, you know, the a little bit of risk. Right, yeah. You're going to take the shot, take the shot, you know. Especially depending on where you are in fantasy leagues, you know, if you're gonna go for the home run, you know, try to hit the home run. If you don't get it, then you know, you don't get it. But at least you tried. And it's fun to call him Moose Daddy. I am never saying that. You have to. I don't have. To. I, I don't have contract. to. I know I will have to I next week. Because you obviously did not read the contract very well when we signed <laughs> because it's in there. Listen, I get. I have to say enough ridiculous things because you and Jason put them as the phrases enough, or I don't have to say that. I know now that that's, that's going to be part of the phrase next week somehow, but for this week, I'm not saying it. I refuse. All right, should Amari, Amari Cooper be dropped? Uh, no. I, you know, wide no. receiver 23 through 10 weeks of play, you know, this question is exactly why you should buy low on him. I think that Dak trusts him. Uh, the caveat to this is CD getting more involved. Um, I think he's just a buy low. I'm not getting, I don't even realistically drop Mark Cooper unless there's some great opportunity sitting there in three leagues. But uh, I think Dak's relationship with, you know, CD is my only thing slightly nervous i think that he did have a couple down weeks and i think why that was secondary you know to the game script i don't think it's necessarily anything that has to do with cooper i think it's kind of the way that the game was being called yeah i agree i think you know he's definitely not doing as well as some people might have hoped but he's definitely not droppable i mean no. like i said he's, he's a he's a top 25 receiver now if he's not you know cd's taking over that that lead role but he's definitely still valuable Especially with the kind of like injuries and other things we're seeing, a receiver with Robert Woods out, you know, if you if you have uh, Cooper, I'd, I'd I'd hold on to him uh, and see if he can improve uh, the rest of the year. But he's, I'm certainly not dropping him for nothing. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. I think that's insane to to even consider uh, dropping that kind of talent. Yeah. Um, especially you know this late into the season. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't disagree. Yeah. All right, staying on the Giants because you know Eagles enough. You, you're you. I just can't. You're never happy about anything. I know. Well, I don't want to talk about either, but we can. Well, Let's do it. <laughs> All right, it's a three-part question. Would you rather Brian Edwards, Kadarius Tony, or Kenny Galladay the rest of the season? Uh, you know. Galladay is going to be out. And if, if I had to pick two, I'm going to lean Edwards and I'm going to lean Tony. The reason why I'm still in on Tony and I am probably going to hurt my own feelings and that's fine. Um, is, you know, what week four, 78 yards, week five, 198 yards, you know, week four, almost 14 fantasy points, week five, almost 30 fantasy points. Like the potential is so there for this guy to be an absolute bombshell for fantasy that I'm still in on starting him because I think that those two weeks, they still had everyone on the field. I think getting Andrew Thomas back, I, you know, we saw his targets go up last week. 
it just is going to come down to Jason Garrett. I'm willing to make that risk because of the ceiling that's there. I'm still in on Tony. And again, it's me being foolish and that's fine, whatever. Um, and other than that, I think I would go Edwards. You know, he struggles a little bit to get uh, open on single man coverage there. But again, I think his time is coming. Um, he's an elf on the perimeter. I think it's it's there. Um, I think he just has, you know, Renfro is the guy there. And that's who makes me nervous. Whereas for the Giants... Tony's all, Galladay has proven to, you know, he's another one that struggles on man coverage, which is not supposed to be his, his thing, but he has this year. So I, I think t I'm leaning Tony out of these three. Uh, I will disagree. I like Brian, uh, like Edwards more. Uh, he's had four targets, at least four targets every week since week three. Mm -hmm. And he's had two touchdowns in uh, the last three weeks. I just think that, you know, with, with Ruggs no longer being on the team, he's definitely going to get uh, more more of the work. You know, obviously Waller and, and Renfro are the target hogs in, in that offense, but there's definitely going to be uh, enough left to, to go around where you can see that that car is definitely starting to trust them a, a little more. Um, but I, other than Edwards, I also go with uh, with Tony. Um, I just don't trust Gaudet to A, be healthy, or B, when he is healthy, perform when he's on the field. Uh, for whatever reason, he just you know it isn't doing it in, in New York. But Tony has that that you know that draft capital and the athleticism, and we've seen him produce uh, when given the chance. So I would go Edwards, mm -hmm. Tony. Uh, yeah, I think I'm subconsciously picking Tony instead of Edwards because I really want Zay Jones to be a thing, and like I know he's not going to be, but I love him, and I just would I would really enjoy him to be more involved in the offense. The most random thing I've ever heard by <laughs> Zay Jones. You're acting like I don't say random things all the time. Yeah. I didn't take Dan for a never Minshewer. Yeah, I just don't think Minshew was going to do any better than Jalen would. Sorry. <sighs> we, we do have a question from our friend Jay, and it's an Jay. Eagles question. Will the Eagles keep running the ball this much when Miles Sanders comes back, and is he an RB2? Uh, I'll go first on this one. I think that they will. I think that they've shown that – uh, running the ball this much is, uh, only helps Jalen Hurts, uh, helps the play-action game. Uh, the offensive line, you know, is opening those holes. They're they're doing really well running the ball with Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, who they signed off the street three seconds ago. Uh, so if Miles Sanders can come back healthy, he's the uh, most talented back out of the three of them. And if he gets the majority of the work, then there would be no reason for me to, to believe that he wouldn't be uh, an RB2 going forward when he comes back healthy. I think he's going to come back and there's going to be no running game. <laughs> like, I know I'm that's what's so really going to happen. I'm okay. staying away. I don't care. I'm out. I've been out on Sanders. I, I think if for some reason the Eagles just get allergic to running when he's on the field. So we are. I'm out. I'm good on that. I'm good on Sanders. Miss me. All right. So no Sanders first step. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> going back to the, uh, the list of questions, is Mike Williams a must-start anymore? No. No. Not, not at all. Week one through five, wide receiver two. Week six through ten, wide receiver 80. Not 60, yeah. not 40, not 20. Not 70. Not 80. 70. 80. Um, and we're seeing, you know, the reverse with targets here. Weeks one through five for uh, Mike, 56. Keenan, or not even 56. I've I don't know if I've, what did I write there? Keenan was 57. Anyways, the bottom line is Keenan is getting the targets now. 
Um, and for some reason, you know, these past couple of weeks, he only got 16 targets. So it, it's not happening. Uh, he's not a must start. It's again, it's going to be making the decision based on your lineup, but he's no longer that must start guy, which is really disappointing. I completely agree. You know, he's had less than eight fantasy points last, I think like four out of the five weeks. Yikes. Um, he just isn't getting any work anymore. You know, he had the, the fantastic start, and we all thought was, this was going to be the year that finally, you know, he put it all together and became that that fancy superstar we've all been, you know, we've all been hoping for. But it just, for some reason, just he fell off a cliff. And and I don't think he's going to come back from that. I think that, you know, it's it's Allen's team now. They have Eckler. And I just don't see him bouncing back. So I, I would not say he's a must-start at all um, going forward. Yeah. Another uh, three-player question: uh, Wayne Gallman, Jordan Howard, or Dante Foreman? Okay. Do not fall into the Gallman trap. And everyone knows I'm a Gallman truther. Arthur Smith came out and literally said, "Because of the scoreboard, is why Gallman got so involved. He is not going to continue to get that involved unless the game goes in that direction that they." end up putting him in. Um, yes, he did thrive. We saw him briefly those four or five weeks, whatever he was, uh, finishing RB1 through 10, whatever he ended up, I think it was six, eight, depending on the week. Um, he did thrive behind a really shitty Giants O-line. I just don't, I get it and I get the temptation, but I think you're going to be very frustrated if it doesn't go in the direction that you want. Whereas Howard has 17 Listen to this, 17 red zone opportunities, third most in the NFL behind Dalvin Cook and Jonathan Taylor. He has the opportunities, getting the opportunity, it's there. Um, and then I go Foreman, and I mean, I'm not going to beat this too. Whatever, what's the phrase? Beat the dead horse or whatever the hell yes, it is, whatever my dad beating, says. Beating a dead um, horse, that's it. <laughs> whatever the beating the horse thing is, whatever I'm not going to do horse it. Thing Foreman is. has a great matchup. He's obviously the guy that they're relying on. They're doing this kind of committee thing, but he is the leader back there, and I'm, I'm all in on him. Picked him up all over the place. Just got off the phone with my brother before this, told him to pick him up. Um, so between the two, I think Gallman, I get it. The idea is very cute, and I understand why. If you want to, like, put him on your – like, see what happens, I just don't think that that's realistic. Yes. We we don't like cute ideas around here. Uh, I agree with you completely. I think it's definitely Howard and Foreman. Howard is, has turned into that kind of – that goal line uh, back for the Eagles with Sanders being out. Um, until he come, Sanders comes back, I, I'm, I'm playing Howard pretty much everywhere uh, as a flex guy because he's getting, you know – Carries everywhere. I know Boston Scott's, you know, sharing the the load there in, in Philly, but you know Howard, Howard seems to be the, the guy once they get into the red zone. Uh, and and Foreman, you know, the the, the Titans backfield is obviously a, a huge mess ever since Derrick Henry uh, got hurt. But you know, he seems to be taking over that 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 the head of the the three headed monster they have with uh, with Peterson uh, there. So I would I would trust uh, uh, Foreman. He looked he's looked he's looked the best. Out of all the running backs. Yeah, he looks good too, is the thing. Yeah. He looks great. Yeah. And he's also yeah. in the receiving game. Like, so there's like an advantage there. Whereas, like, we we talked about this last week. Like, Adrian Pearson is going to be, or maybe two, I don't know. It's a couple episodes ago. We talked about he's going to be touchdown dependent almost because you're not going to get much out of him unless he's scoring. So he, he's not the realistic option even there. Right. Absolutely. 
and and Foreman isn't even that old. He's only twenty five, so it's not like he's like some like ancient. Yeah, back he's a beat. He's like he's a not beat. like Le'Veon Bell or something like that. That's like ancient and just pick him off the pile. Like he's still pretty young. Yeah. Uh, so he's definitely you know he's getting some of that receiving work from McNichols and he's getting the rushing work from Peterson. So he's basically combining the Peterson and McNichols and what you're getting is Foreman. Yeah. So definitely go that way. Uh, and he's great Goldman, matchup this week. I'm all in. Absolutely. And uh, and for Goldman, I just don't I don't trust it yet. Like next week, if he gets like the same my work, where if like Patterson is more injured than we think, then, yeah. then maybe if Mike Davis hasn't done jack since he's you right. Know, like if you're that, creepy yeah. like me, and like I have him on my dynasty benches, like I, I will, I'm ready to deploy him should he do what he did last year. Um, but I'm ready to pull him out at the same time. So uh, this will probably be the last year I'm hanging on here to uh, Gallman. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I think it's a little too soon. Now is not the time. Uh, it's going to depend a lot on scoreboard, which they, I mean, that could happen to like, they play tomorrow, right? Yeah. Uh, so, but again, you're, you're probably down pretty bad. If you're having to consider putting in Gallman, you're, you're, uh, you're nervous. <laughs> it's, it's rough. It's rough for you. Yeah. Yeah. You're not doing um, good. Yeah. I, I think that your fantasy benches must be like Stephen King novels. Like they're just complete horror <laughs> shows. And I, no one should ever see them, ever. It's like you see, you see like one of your lineups and then like you die like seven days later or something like that. Yeah, something like that. exactly. All right, we got another uh, question from the comments. Justin Herbert against the Steelers or Russell Wilson against the Cardinals this week? This is tough. I don't like the way Herbert's looked. I'm going to be honest. I don't think he looked very great. The Vikings defense made him look like a, a silly goose. Um, uh-huh. I've been dying to be able to show my sweatshirt, so it seems like a good time. Um, but, I, you know, in the You're Steelers, also again, they looked really, really good defensively. Um, I'm, oh gosh, I'm leaning Russell, which I never do. But he struggled Russell. last week, too. I think I'm going to go Herbert, actually. I don't like the way Wilson looked even more than I didn't like the way Herbert looked. Herbert is ready. There's going to be some kind of resurgence there. Um, so I'm going to go Justin Herbert. I am going to agree with you. I yes! did not like, I, <laughs> I didn't like how how Wilson looked uh, at all um, last week against the Packers. Uh, he's facing a, a pretty good defense uh, in Arizona. And I just actually I like Herbert's uh, matchup a little bit better. Uh, even if both were completely healthy, I'd still probably lean Herbert. But Russell just looked like like not Russell at all. Right. Like, I don't know. He came back a little too early from the from his finger injury or what happened. But yeah, you know, that that was that was like he's probably one of his worst games like ever. Uh, so and... I, I, it's just it, it, it's worse. I mean, it's a bad matchup. Um, he might be back too early from the injury. So I would just take I would take Herbert uh, this week. And they're saying that Mason Rudolph might be playing, which means I don't think they're going to have a lot of time offensively on the field. Which means I I don't know. I'm talking myself. I don't know. I would go Herbert though. I think Herbert is a safer bet. I think Wilson was very clearly not ready to come back. Yeah, agreed. So Herbert, Dom, thank you for the question. All right, last one. This is actually a dynasty question. This is one that's rather interesting. When do you pull the rip cord on a rookie before trading or dropping them? Uh, I mean, here's the thing. It's a little late in the season, right? So if these were your guys, like, 
I'm not like going and dropping Tony. I'm not going and dropping Nico Collins. I'm not going and uh, dropping St. Brown because these were guys that I wanted that I went out and I drafted uh, in my rookie drafts and I'm probably hanging on to them. Um, I don't know that I'm getting ready to drop them. I think I, I'm not really dropping rookies right now unless it's like all those ridiculous tight ends that I picked up that I did not need to pick up. <laughs> I mean, you could drop, you're probably afford to drop one of those tight ends. Like I'm, I'm not getting ready to trade McKitty, but I did. I lied. I did draw. I did just drop him recently. Why do you even have him rostered at all? Because I like him. Okay, that's a good reason. Um, for me personally, if I if I draft, if I personally drafted a rookie uh, in Dynasty, I'm giving him until about year three on average. Um, like, so year two full three? Seasons. Yeah, two full seasons. If, if I'm doing You're the research so myself, it's so sweet. I, no, but listen, listen, if I'm doing the research and, and I like am in on a guy and I believe in him and then he turns out, you know, to, for some reason, he just does shitty in, in year one. I'm going to give him another year before, you know, You're probably I, a I, really good spouse. Thank you. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me <laughs> ever in life. Someone, what, what time was that? I got, I have to document that. No. For, for the nicest thing Steph has ever said. <laughs> um, no, but but like so, unless it's like they completely fall on their face and they just look like they don't belong in the league, uh, then I'm going to give them, you know, a, a couple, at least like a year and a half uh, before I, I, you know, I drop them entirely, uh, just because you know sometimes they take longer to to you know assimilate to the NFL. Sometimes it's the system, the coach. They're just on a bad team. Uh, so I'm going to give him a chance before, you know, I, I cut him loose. Okay, fine. All right, so that will do it for this episode of the uh, Every Day is Draft Day Mailbag. I'd like to thank everyone that, you know, gave us the questions and are watching. I'd like to thank Steph for hanging on through the Eagles part of the uh, program. I know that was tough for her. Uh, she's probably going to have a white claw later to uh, – Honestly, you know, when you talk, talk about the Eagles, I just look and I just gaze at the Barkley jersey. Like, I just stare at it, and it makes me feel – it's very comforting. There we go. And uh, so, Steph, why don't you uh, tell everyone where they can find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at SteffiSmalls with three L's. And you can find all my stuff at Champions Round, Smalls Talks Balls, all the good stuff. And we will be back tomorrow for another tomorrow. episode. Woo woo. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at EagleDanFF. All my stuff is on Champions Round. I'm actually debuting a new column this week because buy sales over because most trade deadlines have been passed now. So I'm going to write some new content. It's going to be actually a draft review where we see where guys were drafted and how they've been doing so far this season. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, as Steph said, to a preview Thursday Night Football and the rest of the Week 11 action. So thank you, everyone, for watching, and you all have a great evening.